Yes, yes, one, two, one, two. This is another episode of Major Journalism. I am your host, David Tromdig Shanks. Today, we have another interesting conversation, another organic conversation. Today, we're going to delve into the world of Web3, blockchain, crypto, NFTs, etc., etc. I'm joined by two esteemed brothers, brothers with uh, knowledge, expert knowledge, thought leaders in the space. Uh, first, I have um, one of my good brothers. Every episode, I, I tell you out that I have one biological brother, but I have uh, about a dozen or so brothers who are real brothers. This is uh, probably one that sits at the top of that. This is a um, longtime friend, brother, college roommate, business partner, uh, many other things. Mr. Namdiel Swaggle, founder and CEO of Strategic Generation and also the host of the Tech Behind FinTech show, which um, is live every Friday on LinkedIn, YouTube, um, IG, I think maybe uh, switch to. You correct me if I'm wrong. There you yeah. go, Facebook, all the above. And then I got a good brother that I just um, became an acquaintance of, uh, Brother Manny, who's the uh, co-founder of Metalism and also the co-host of Keeping It, Keep It Crypto podcast. So uh, Brother Manny, Brother Namdi, was good. Welcome to Major Journalism. Thanks for um, you know indulging me in this conversation today. Thanks Thank for, you for having me. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. So for context, um, I was watching an episode of my brother's uh, show, uh, Tech Behind FinTech, maybe three or so Fridays ago. And our brother Manny was a guest on that show. And the conversation about crypto and blockchain really intrigued me. I try to catch as many of uh, my brother Namdi's shows as uh possible but to be quite honest as someone who's not in the tech space most of those conversations go way over my head and so this particular friday i was um intrigued by brother manny's approach and just his way of articulating what was going on and i said no this is somebody i could talk to for uh the purposes of my audience and, and to bring some of this information that's really high level from a um tech and finance um point of view to my audience so i reached out via um i think they were on the ig live post show and i just mm -hmm. sent a little kite in the uh comments like yo i need y'all on the show so uh that's just to bring context to it so i mean let's get started uh i guess i want to begin with blockchain itself and, and just web3 from a um from a high level space, I know the, the, the conversations around NFTs and cryptos in general, uh, in our culture especially, is very like ramping up now. Everybody's NFTs, NFTs, and crypto, crypto, crypto. And um, a lot of the conversation is from like a kind of like a hustle standpoint. Like, yo, you mm -hmm. could come up, this NFT, this, this crypto, jump in this crypto, you can make some bread. But uh, I think a mistake that our, um, culture makes a lot is you know we jump in on things from 
a hustler or from a consumer end, it's very low level. It's very like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to cop the Jordans and then I can cop the Jordans and go on the aftermarket and then I can make a come up on the Jordans mm-hmm. after I cop the Jordans for one price. And you know what I mean? It's like, well, we never talk about owning stock X, you know what I'm saying? Or creating mm-hmm. our own eBay or mm-hmm. things like that. So I want to start with the technology behind the crypto and behind the NFT, you know, and just get into what is blockchain what is Web3? How does Web3 different from the Web 2.0 or the mm-hmm. World Wide Web, what we currently know to be the web, and just, just start there. So okay. um, whoever wants to take that, man, he seems like he's ready to go. So I'm yeah. taking notes because the question's <laughs> mad layered. I just want to make sure I'm ready to, to you know, jump in. That's all, man. For sure, but, um, for sure, for I, sure. I, I think on the, on the conversation tip, like when you talk about blockchain, we'll defer to uh, Manny's expertise because he's like currently has his hand hands on the pulse and he's on the scene of that. Um, for conversational purposes, I'll interject and just jump in and translate. You know, if I if I see something that I think you're doing the I, lo- I love your approach. By the way, I want to say that because I think people jump ahead of you know like let's talk about NFT, let's talk about this. But I think it's a lack of understanding of the foundational stuff. So I think mm-hmm. that's a really good approach to have Manny really go into answer the question what is blockchain and let's really dive into that because then it makes the more complicated stuff a little bit easier to understand for sure for sure word, yeah, your word. purpose that's exactly why i have you here at namdi to take my low level and frame it uh, but i and, think you, framed it, you you had an excellent frame up you know like let's start there you didn't jump into let's talk about fts let's 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 start at blockchain so that's excellent well i mean my um and me and manny briefly spoke about this um, when we chatted a couple of days ago. I'm, I'm always coming from a framework. Um, we went to Temple, so you know we know um, the great Sonia Sanchez. She would say, um, how does it free us? So I'm always mm-hmm. trying to figure out with anything, how do it free us? And so the conversations that I've been hearing around NFTs, I'm not, I'm not seeing like, okay, well, where's Where's the road to like ownership or, you know what I mean? Like, how do we, so I, I'm interested in the, the top level stuff, the technology behind it and how we can interject ourselves into that as opposed to just making other people rich and giving them billion dollar evaluations on their products and their software. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's, and that's, and that's crazy that you ended asking your question like that, because that's the number one reason why blockchain was created. Right. We don't know the creator. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't know the guy's name. Right. And the thing is, his principle was if there was a way that everyone could see what people were doing with one currency, like no matter who you were, you wouldn't have to log in. You have to you, know, you can't be manipulated. You could just see, OK, I gave a dollar to David. You know what I'm saying? I gave a dollar to Namdi. You know what I'm saying? And they they, they took 50, 50 cent and get to somebody else. Right. And that's on a way that anyone could see it. That would stop what happened in the 2008 crash. So think about the timing. The 2008 crash, people were really manipulating the mortgage markets, right? They made the markets crash right before Obama came into office. The government bailed them out, right? And that 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 problem, that liquidation event caused a whole lot of companies to fold and the government to interject, which never happened before. The government got into the traditional markets and started supporting it, right? 
So there was a need to say, "Damn, man, this can't, this can't, you can't, you can't let this stuff go on." So there was a few people. I mean, of course, there's, there's one person that you know they they they, they attribute to. I forgot his name right now. That's crazy. But um, either way, <laughs> we don't know who made it. His intent was to make sure that this money does not keep on feeding the capitalist society that is currently controlling money all over the world. It's eleven central banks. They run everything, and everybody knows it. Right? It's certain. You know, if you're getting a forex and you start to understand currencies, you understand that these are just you know, representations of a government entity within the government, but really it's a bank. Those banks and those governments have been interfering with people to have an even chance to get wealth, right? Because they don't have to tell you what happened, right? They don't have to tell you when they give somebody a lot of money, right? You might hear about it most of the time. You don't, and there's no proof it ever happened. The blockchain says, no, this will always be proof that you did this X, Y, Z. Your wallet transferred this to that person's wallet. So technology to support that was already there because what you're talking about is just long as spreadsheets of numbers and computers have been able to do something like that, right? So blockchain is leveraging the chance that you can have a whole long ass list of those transactions to live for infinity because it's just text encrypted in a fashion that when you mathematically change it, that it, it, the computations have to match in order for you to add to it called a ledger. Right, okay, I was gonna ask. Ledger, it, it distributed amounts anybody that wants to look at it. It cannot be changed. It's immutable, right? So that right there is self transparency, and you can't have no funging around where someone wants to pull a whole lot of dollars out the market and make the price of the dollar go up. That's not happening no more. That can't happen with a cryptocurrency. Now, other other things can happen with it, right? I'm not saying they can't happen with it. But the birth of cryptocurrency, the birth of blockchain was to have a way that people can have transactions that are transparent and anybody that's participating doesn't have to question the integrity of the data on it. And that's what blockchain was made to be. Hmm. So um, I hear a lot in relation to um, blockchain and crypto decentralization. So is that mm -hmm. what you just described? No. So, so decentralization is based off the, how the blockchain is architected. And mainly, I say that because the blockchain's native token or tokens are all going to have utility in most cases in which you're talking about centralization versus decentralization. And that function is what you call governance, a voting system. Most blockchains have a voting system. Now, you say something is centralized because if at the beginning of the blockchain's existence that the main people that started the blockchain hold most of the tokens, Therefore, all their votes are going to outweigh no matter who is out there holding tokens. Then that's a centralized entity. So their governance is going to be with, with the control group of people that choose to make you know plans and make and make moves, and no one else has to say so whatsoever. Similar to what we're talking about in regular everyday politics and, and governments, right? And decentralization is when they start the program, they you know or the blockchain, they may have had a distribution of some of the tokens to some of the owners. But there's a chance that other people can own more than what they have, right? And therefore, the number of validators, the number of nodes of people participating in the blockchain is spread out and getting their own evil share, even shares. It's more decentralized, right? So it's a concept of how the governance structure is made in that specific ecosystem for that blockchain. Uh, just to piggyback on what Manny said, I think to help people understand it, um, this is another another layer to to identify with something you already you already use right. You use a bank. Everybody, most people, um, in today's day and age, have a bank account. If you work, most likely you have a bank. 
So when you look at a bank, right, even a bank has a ledger in the sense of what you deposited, your withdrawals and so forth, you know, not to overcomplicate it, that gets into the core banking system, but let's just say a, a bank has this ledger. Now, when you think centralization, only that bank has that 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 information on you. That bank is not sharing it with other parties. You know, it might share it with some third parties, but that's more so to enhance their services. But the, if you if you if you go to Bank of America, for instance, Bank of America has your information. They have all your transactions, and so when we talk about centralized, that is central. Now, when you talk about decentralization, right? To what to what Manny said, what if you you take something like that's not Bank of America, but in this blockchain space, right? Everyone who who wants it can get a copy of that ledger. It's distributed out, right? And then you have you you, you can get into you know. The, the mining aspect and and, and 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 the validators and so forth, but it's it's literally distributed throughout. So that's that's the decentralization part. So whoever wants no, so if you have if you have a centralized product, like say you could look at the ledger for any crypto bot. I mean, it's still blockchain, right? It's still transparent. You don't have the voting capacity to change what gets happens in the go on the governance side to make it centralized. So the properties of being able to see the ledger, anybody can see that. There's a there's a project called VChain that aims at the supply chain, right? It's one of the best projects, has one of the best use cases you could ever imagine, right? Blockchain security on the supply chain is is needed, but it's centralized AF. You know what I'm saying? The thing is though, you can look at every transaction of VChain right now. They, they can't so, hide that stuff. It's just the centralization is the governance part that makes it what they call centralized. So from a um I guess the distinction that you're making namdi if i understand this is like okay i i draw you know uh forty dollars comes out of my account every month for my coconut water case i get a case of coconut water every 30 days only td bank has that information but if i'm doing mm -hmm. that with crypto then everyone can see now that that's where I, right, every right, thirty right. days that's I'm what, yeah, making yeah, yeah. that purchase. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Andy does have a point with that part. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the only reason absolutely. I brought that point up, I mean, and we, like I said, I think there's different layers man you could go into in terms of, you know, how are chains added to the blockchain? How who are the validators, the nodes, those types of concepts are because that falls around decentralization. But I just want for for people who don't understand the concept of centralization versus decentralization. I just want to paint the picture that when you talk about centralization, think about your bank, right? right. There are projects now where, where different banks are communicating with each other, right? There are some, there are some, um, some closed network uh, um, um, private blockchain projects like that, but let's not go there. Let's just say if we're just talking about an individual bank, they have and control your data. They're not sharing that information, mm -hmm. so that's central. Mm -hmm. You know, the antithesis of that is decentralization. We talk about blockchain, and then, you know, man, it can get into different use cases, but I just want to bring that home so the audience can understand the... Um, no, no, no. But, but that is. I, I like that. I think that makes, that makes perfect sense. So, mm -hmm. because, you know, these terms are thrown out, 100%. and I think that sometimes, you know, we have a habit of like wanting to sound intelligent 
And so <laughs> we, we, we use these terms, but I don't know that all of us always know what's behind these terms. So I'm, you know, Malcolm X said, make it plain. So mm-hmm. I try well, to make it as plain as possible. So, you know what I mean? If like, if a, if a, you know, if a third grader can understand it, then we, and, we, we're doing the right job. And bro, like I'm not going to even hold you, man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm from a, from a, from a professional level, just hitting so many aspects of technology. I even forget this stuff sometimes. I have to revisit it, refresh and stuff. And like, Absolutely. because I'm, if you're working for one client or for a, a certain, um, you know, functions, let's just say hypothetically, you're doing security stuff, then I'm, I'm all in there. But then, you know, you're switching gears back on blockchain research, then it's like, oh, you have to relearn unless you're doing it constantly. So um, what helps me to just, I try to relate it to things that are common, like you said, like banking and just things you do every day and just try to make that connection. To, it helps me, it helps me to um, let it stick in my head so I could also explain it. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, we're talking about blockchain, um, mainly from a finance situation, right? And I, and it's okay for us to stay there. I'm sure that we can apply blockchain to a myriad of other things that maybe it even hasn't been applied to yet. I would, I would, I would make an argument, right? Yes, we are talking about finance, and we can. And, but I think it's also important, and Manny touched on it with with a um, project called VeChain. I think it's important that people understand that it spans different use cases. There are utility use cases because well, it happens. Let's it, let's 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 out. Let's, 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 that's what I want to do. I mean, we were this question, right? You guys only realize, maybe you do realize. This segues to the other question you had within your question, right? When you were saying Web 2 versus Web 3, right? So real quick, when people say Web 3, they, they just think that for some reason it's just crypto. has nothing to do with right. crypto. And that's that's what I want to debunk. That's what right. I want to debunk. So, right. so basically, so the first generation of the internet was really an experiment of really just sending messages, right? So you're sending text. So the only thing you really can do to interact with other people, if you, you know, you want to talk about the human element of the internet, Right, all we could do was send text, which is huge. So you have forums, you have message boards, and stuff like that. And then as space became bigger, I see Nandy, Nandy smile. You know how I remember these days, but you know when you didn't have a lot of big providers out there. But you know there were certain areas in the internet where you could store like mad data, so people started sharing data, right? So then they started sharing files like music and audio and shit like that, right? And really, so file sharing, information sharing, and message porn. boards. That's I, mean, I'm gonna, I won't gonna say it, but definitely that you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, so this is days where you had GeoCities and you had all the Angel Fire Portal. You know, this is back when America Online, like that's all Web One because all you're talking about is exchanging text and information. That's Web One. Web Two became about when you're talking about the MySpace era, because what happened in the MySpace era, the communications amongst people started becoming a lot more frequent to the point in which there was opportunity for commerce to be intro- introduced. Right. So Web 2, Web 2 introduced commerce and social media. Right. So Web 2 was integrating financial systems. Now, Visa, MasterCard, your bank, anybody, can you do all the applications, all this stuff is all about incorporating finance. So phase two, in, in short, Web 2 was finance. Right. It's so other digi- things too. Digital money and commerce kind of has already ushered happened. in with Web 2. Right. Because Web 2, you're already tokenizing money. 
that's the thing that people don't understand, right? They say, "Oh, I can't touch, I can't touch crypto. I can't, I can't feel that." You don't feel your the money in your in your checking account when you swipe your debit card. Best believe it comes and goes, though, right? And the thing is, you're you're, you're able to understand the concept of tokenized money that way. Then you've been doing it since you know since since we all had debit cards, and then the internet started allowing you to transact money, and that is pretty much what the phase of the evolution of Web two really was. There's other things too, but you know, just keep it straightforward. That's that. Now, Web3 is the incorporation of blockchain technology over the web. Because what you're talking about here with Web2 was an enhancement of all the native, you know, protocols and regular information technology, right? So regular, regular network equipment, stuff like that, right? You had different, you had different ways of you know, transmitting information, but not like crypto where you had different protocols. That's going to change the way technology is shifted. So it's going to use the internet to connect to blockchain networks, and that's Web3. Okay, so it's using the internet still to connect to blockchain networks. It's not like a new internet. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> it actually is. In, 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 well, see, the dark net is a different internet. Gotcha. Right? So, so okay. you're talking about the internet where you're using the WAN connections through all these big, you know, internet service providers like Verizon and, and Cox and all these other, you know, joints out here, you're using their backbone to transmit on a protocol that the, that the, these web servers cannot understand. These operating systems have no, no clue. These blockchains have different networks within these, these WAN connections. So it really is a different internet. You're just using kind of the, highways to, so this but, thing right it's still dependent on the grid you still need electricity right, you're still going right. to go through you know is your information can't be seen of course if people make it seem like you just hot you can't hide man you just not being looked for i want to i want to add manny you could you jump into this i mean when you start looking at web3 you start looking at like the plugins on your browser are being taken to the next level. Like if you have, would you agree with this man? Like you have like a MetaMask and that's just, that's just uh you would describe like a wallet on your browser. It's just, as Manny mentioned, right? It's not a whole new internet. You're still using your browser in, 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 in the case, but this is a lot more richer functionality that's added in. And Absolutely. because it's connected, because you can leverage the blockchain technology within your browser now. So, right, so that he said that perfectly for sure. Yeah, so so it could be way faster because you're not worried about internet protocols. Think about it. If you're using MetaMask, like he just mentioned, right? And I buy Ethereum with MetaMask, that's just not going on the same internet that people are watching Netflix on. It's not going through a web protocol. That's not the traffic that it's dealing with. It's dealing with the other blockchain transactions. That's why some blockchains are faster than others because they saw the problem of scalability early. Unfortunately, Ethereum was able to be built to have uh, smart contracts so you can do a lot of transactions in a lot of ways in Ethereum, but they didn't realize that people were going to do this a lot faster, right? Which is a whole other part of the conversation. But you're not going through regular internet traffic to Nandy's point. When you put that web browser on and you have a MetaMask wallet or some other crypto transaction wallet or a capability on their browser, it's not just using the internet. It's actually doing other things. And you just brought up a term that, a new term that they may not be familiar with, the concept of smart contracts. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's that 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 that's a whole part. When you start talking about Web3 and certain functionality to leverage and autonomous organizations, so can you describe what a smart contract is, Manny? 
Yeah. So basically, um, so you look at blockchain as an application, like code, right? So you notice, like, you play a video game, right? And you're playing a video game, and that that bank, that game says when someone presses a button, that per- this character is going to do X, right? When this person's in this scenario, then you hit that button, it's going to do something different, right? The code is going to change based on the scenario and the position of the character, right? Right. So right. you could program, you know, different codes to do things based off of what is being told from the interface, right? So if I'm a user and I'm I'm, I'm using it to interface between applications, the input of the application could be different based off of what I'm doing, right? So a smart contract is is made to act a certain way for a certain period of time. That's what a smart contract really is. It's a deviation from the transit, you know, regular code. The, the, the regular code is going to be the back end of where it captures what happened on the blockchain, like I mentioned earlier. But it could be a, a function that deviates from the, t- the typical buy and sell functionality. So it's an enhanced functionality, a code that expires at a certain, a certain amount of time. So, so what would be a practical use of, of that? So, right, if you're looking at, um, like right now, there's a lot of projects that you can stake. Right. And I'll say staking is a way to receive residual um, income by putting your money in a somewhat of a savings account. Right. Contributing to the liquidity of a blockchain. A smart contract will say, you know what, for every one token you give me for the whole year, I'm going to give you five back. So now you have five percent APR. Right. APY given back to you. So what, what? What? So of course, you know, you're gonna think, okay, I can't do this forever. No, you can't do it forever. So there's a smart contract that says, as soon as as Trump deposits his his 100 whatever this coin is, right, he's gonna get five, you know, 500 back, and he's gonna get it for this next year. So on the 367th or 66th day, that that, that smart contracts expire. You're buying out the withdrawal and then deposit again. That's one example. Okay. So um, and this is. G- a little bit of a jump because we haven't um, got into it yet. But for just for my understanding, then okay. So if I say I've I have a I give a real practical use, right? So mm-hmm. working on say an NFT for the tenth anniversary of uh, my single that I dropped ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, is a smart contract then or an example of a smart contract like if i sell this whatever for mm-hmm. 10 ethereums mm-hmm. and you resell i'm getting five percent royalty on that mm-hmm. resale is that something i would put in a smart contract so if I, I unfortunately I didn't type out everything you said, but pretty much <laughs> out of that scenario, that is probably about seven to eight smart contracts, right? So you're talking about the bidding process. You set it to be ten Ethereum. What was it before that? Whatever was it before that, right? All those are changing to the smart contract. Gotcha. Then the execution of the smart contract when you put it up for sale and someone actually brought it, and then it's going to automatically say, okay, for every transaction from now on, it's going to hit Trom's wallet. Right. That's another change in the contract. Like I said, based on the behavior of what's going on in the blockchain. Right. And so now, all of this is placed in the ledger on the blockchain. Yes. Am so I the understanding is, the, the order? NFTs, right. So the NFTs are built on a certain blockchain. So if it's, a, it's an Ethereum one, then it'll be on the Ethereum blockchain. If it's a Solana one, it'll be on the Solana blockchain and so forth. 
I'd like to just add in something. Let's take it a real because yeah. I, I actually have to write this. When you're creating an NFT, it's actually a smart contract behind the scenes. You're not not in addition to the functionality you just mentioned. That's additional right. logic behind it. But to mm-hmm. actually tokenize and create the NFT is a smart contract. Now you have sites okay. like OpenSea that mm-hmm. you as a user don't have to worry about. But any right. one of us can literally go in and write the code to create an NFT. Now, creating the structure around the different nuances of, you know, if a reseller gets this and that, that's logic in the code. But the basic of mm-hmm. it, it's a smart contract. That's what I was trying to understand. Yeah. So, so it, it, what, it, you mentioned so was, what the, the flash behind the thing is a smart contract that's placed on the blockchain, essentially. So, so you got to take the code of the blockchain, right? And have it, you know, minting, right? So that mint process does create essentially the block, the, the representation of the token, right? So that token is going to be tied to smart contracts. Your token is the, whatever you own. So if it's a picture, if it's a vehicle outside your house and is represented with a digital title, it doesn't matter, right? The NFT is just something that cannot be changed code-wise. Right. It's non-fungible, right? Gotcha. The value cannot be manipulated. The owner says it can be. So the owner has to place a contract out a bid pro a bid process on the blockchain to set the value of it. Right. The code of it, like the non-fungible token literally means it can never be changed. Right. Right. So it can like it's always gonna have the same numbers and letters that it does when you first create that and it's not gonna be able to be manipulated no matter what happens. But the changes that happen on the blockchain relating to it is going to be on a native blockchain itself. And that's created through a smart contract. Is that yes. what I'm hearing? Yes. And you mentioned before, like, practical use cases for a smart contract. So you can leverage anything that doesn't require, I mean, you know, you you can use it for things that, that automation. So anything that doesn't require, you know what, I have to physically do something, like, like physically move someone like we so, so if you think about a smart contract let's just think about a legal contract right a basic legal contract it has to be some sort of um monetary something involved right something that you said i'm gonna do i'm gonna have a contract with 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 with, with trom with david and i'm gonna say you know what i need you to do x and you're gonna say in return i'm gonna do y so when we just think about it from that basic standpoint we are now just adding code to that process. So that's so, a contract. We code it and we place it on the blockchain blockchain and that and, makes and it a smart it contract. Effective, you know, in on the blockchain, it has to be something that it can now happen. You know, so now it's not the use cases right now and not for every single scenario, but for scenarios that let's say now there's a bank account. We connect, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm throwing out just hypothetical examples. Well, it won't be a bank account, but it'll be some something that's a wallet on the blockchain that that um, that. Yeah, you have a wallet, you know, because everybody has crypto. You have a wallet. Now, that contract hypothetically connects to that wallet. That contract now can use something. They call it an Oracle. An Oracle is something in the real world that basically your code now can plug into to see if something's happening. So let's say that hypothetically you're a farmer, right? And you want to get an insurance, uh, an insurance um, on your on your farm. You want to say, you know what? If it rains 
for the last, if it rains for 30 days straight, I need you to kick me uh, a premium because I just lost my crops or whatever. Hypothetically, just throwing it out there. And you're the insurance company. You say, you know what? If it doesn't, you know, I need to just get that premium on, on a month. Like it's not, it, 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 an event hasn't happened. That scenario, if you think about it, we can automate it and we don't even need to interact anymore. So we code it. The, the 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 contract is hooked up to the insurance wallet. It's hooked up to me, the farmer's wallet. Then every month, I'm gonna send my premium payments automatically. The contract will just pull it out, and it can it can go on for. We're gonna say it's a it's a two year insurance contract. It's going on and on. Now the contract can connect to an external um, entity called an oracle. Let's just say it's something that we agree on that. This is the weather report that me and you both agreed on previously. Say, you know what? If this is accurate, now let's say that an event happens at every so it's connecting, connecting. So for thirty days it rains straight. Wow, I need to get paid now. So then I can get now whatever we agreed on will be the price that you know th- this event happened. Wait thirty days, my crop is messed up. I can't yield. So this is a hypothetical scenario, but but it, it's something that I want you to think about or the audience to think about and saying scenarios that basically can be automated where it doesn't require our interactions. Like it doesn't, it just requires, we, we agree on certain terms, we code it and we could hook up wallets to it. Then that's the mm-hmm. perfect scenario. Some people have scenarios for Airbnb and smart contracts. I was hearing is various use cases, but the, the goal is because you said earlier, how do we move from being consumers versus creators? And mm-hmm. the key to being a creator it's not necessarily, oh, I'm going to go build a smart contract. It's sometimes, listen, does this scenario exist? Does this use case exist? Like, I have this problem that I want to solve, right? You can always find a man or find someone who can help you build something, but you want to start thinking about, from a non-technologist perspective, what is the scenario? What is the problem I'm trying to solve? And based on my understanding of this technology, my high-level understanding, you don't got to know the details, Wow, I think this could I think we can solve it, but it always starts with some sort of problem, some sort of, you know, and then you start doing the research to see, oh, you know what, with where we're at now with the current technology, blockchain, whatever, can I apply it? But I think to your point earlier, we sometimes jump on and just say, you know what, this is the latest trend, this is hot, this was going on. But it's just like, what are you trying to solve with that? Like what are you actually trying to solve? besides get paid like you you, you see what i'm saying so um and walk me through this because as you're you know um speaking i'm thinking of something that is in real time right so um i was in a group with some brothers right uh mostly um fellow artists and the conversation came up around like, you know, trying to pull our resources together and, and, you know, bust a move. And so, you know, the excitement was, I right, pull our bread together, um, put it in a bank, you know, put it in a black owned bank. And then we vote on like, what we're going to do, we're going to build this thing, you know, we told about building like maybe a, 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 a music um, site where everyone can kind of push their product and push their, 
um, art out. And so the first question was, as soon as we got to pooling money together, well, whose bank account? Then it was, you know, well, we all need access to the bank account. And then, you know what I mean? It was, well, what happens if I'm putting my money up and then someone decides they want to withdraw money and buy a pair of sneakers or, you know, and on and on and on and on and on and on. Explain how the blockchain, smart contracts, the leisure, the whole um, Web3 technology can facilitate a group of individuals coming together to pool resources and I guess have equal vote on what could be done from a project standpoint with resources raised. Oh, man, he, gonna be, that, that, that sounds like he's trying to, we got to send him a billable, some billable hours right there. That sounds like, yo, sounds I'm, like I'm, a project, bro. Well, I don't know, man. That sounds, sounds like deep. What, yeah. you want me to start putting my consultant hat on. Well, well, because, hold on, hold on, before, before, before we add on to it, that question is deep. And I'm going to tell you something, right? Because I'm, I'm collaborating with people right now, right? A couple of brothers of mine, you know what I'm saying? People I've known, someone I've known for a very long time. And people, you know, I, I trust and you know, trust and love, man. You know, we have a group. We're trying to put together a platform. We're trying to create a software, right? I'm gonna tell you this, man. Crypto has not made human human communication easier. People have not made any progress significantly evolution wise. People are just as lazy as they were before crypto. It's hard to talk people into the, the staying staying in on the, in the trenches and coming up with something together, right? The difficulty level has not changed. Crypto is just a means to do it. End of the day, 90% planning is the best way to do anything, right? You sit there with a bunch of people and y'all want to create efficiently a plan together to do a bunch of stuff. That has not changed because crypto's around. Crypto's got a, a means to invest, to invest in and have a chance at making more wealth. Then well, my- it is risking to put your, your chances out there and trying to build a cryptocurrency, right? So it's I guess different. my question was, was yeah, go ahead. based on namdi and not to cut your wisdom but oh no okay okay um based on what namdi said about well both both of you guys said about the blockchain and automating so Mm -hmm. if the process is if trust is the is is a barrier Mm -hmm. then what i'm hearing from what namdi's saying is the automation and the um i'm missing the word but the um the what is it when you're exposed? But the transparency, the transparency mm-hmm. of blockchain and smart contracts should be no, able to eliminate some of that mistrust. No, no, so because no, what, we can no, all see what's happening. No, so what what Nancy's talking about makes yeah, no, I'm the technology's there, right? And and hundred percent on that. But your your question was how can it make it easier for us to get in the game and make some money off of it well no 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 That's, my my, my, not... my question was about the trust because if you're if you're saying hey i don't trust that if i give you my money oh no so see you gotta think about it man so many things that people misunderstand about this crypto space when it comes to starting a project right we start a project in most cases either you're gonna raise money or you're gonna put your own money into it like any other business like literally everything's gonna be like a regular business up until you're talking about building an application. If you're just trying to have a foundation for building 
uh, application in crypto, right? You still want to raise venture capital money. You want people contribute. You don't put your own money up. The thing is, when people are trying to get five dollars from their whole community, I mean, think about it, man. Those are the kind of issues where it doesn't matter if it's crypto or not. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Go ahead, now, Andrew. I'll, so, I, I, and you know, so I think I get it, right? Your question is not necessary. It's kind of take a step back. Your question more so is here is my use case. How do I leverage this technology to solve my problem? Your 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 business case, I'm gonna reiterate it just to make sure I understand it, is we have a group of individuals, right? Let's say five or more, and we want to all put money towards a certain venture. We want to have the money in in in, in, a, in a in a in a central way that you know the the, the group it is an entirety can leverage it towards the, the quest for this venture. One of the scenarios that we have is what if an individual with checks and balances with checks and balances with checks and balance. What if an individual now decides to go in and take some of the group's money and then. Oh, I said, you're talking about using the blockchain to make sure that doesn't happen again. Is that what you're That's saying? That's what I'm saying. Eliminating the mistrust or the or the or the prescribed mistrust because so, so, of someone so, saying, "I don't trust that someone wouldn't be able to." Exactly. Before we, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go on in terms of the the, the, the details of the blockchain, Manny. But before that, and this is what this is, and this is what I say about all technology, and. Let's separate the business from the technology. There's a, that's an actual business use case you have. And I would say, what's the simplest solution for that? To me, it sounds like you want to incorporate or form some sort of LLC around your group. You want to then open up some sort of bank account. Like, let me say, let's say, let's say outside of the blockchain, you want to get put rules with that bank account that you know what funds cannot be deposited without these signers signing off on it then i mean just from the picture that you painted right that problem is solved in my opinion right like because it, it, it's it's certain it's certain bank accounts that you know you can't deposit you can't do stuff without a password you can't you put rules around that or find a bank that could that can work now this because because the, the initial problem is this the initial business case is we have a group of individuals that we want to, we're forming some sort of entity, and we want to, we want to basically could deposit funds towards the pursuit of projects within that entity, and we want to make sure that any individual in that group cannot withdraw funds and run off with it. That's what you're trying to solve. Is that accurate? Well, that's that 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 was a that was a short, brief yeah, scenario that that we were trying to solve and I was asking how blockchain could be leveraged that. I mean, we could, it could get into a deeper thing that maybe we don't all want to be on the books with a bank account and, I mean, but I don't want to get into all that. So I'm just, I'm just asking. When I hear people, I got to put my consultant hat on. I feel you. I feel you. Automatically it says, okay, what's the business case? What are the concerns? What are we trying to solve? And I, and I can only base it off what you told me, not, additional stuff that I haven't heard yet. And then from there, I look at it like, okay, what are the different resources that are out there that we can solve this use case? And I, before I start getting super complicated and adding on, and this is just how I operate. I'm like, okay, can we do just, can we do this track? And somebody might go, you know what? 
that it solves it. But then when you start coming with other issues, then you might go, this might not fit that scenario. So now we have to take a step back. Okay. Can, what can we leverage? Can we leverage a combination of both? Can we leverage, you know, X, Y, and Z? And that's how I solve problems. But now if you, if you're looking for, you know, it, cause, cause I think one of the, one of the issues that I have with, with, with just in general is when people have a problem and then they say, you know what, I want to solve it in this way with this technology. And it's always like, what mm. did you miss? You kind of like lose track of is your, are you trying to solve the problem or are you just trying to leverage this technology? You got to be biased, right? Cause if you're trying yeah, to solve a problem, then mm-hmm. everything is on the board to how we solve it. If you're saying, you know, I really just want to use blockchain to do this, then it's not about the problem anymore. It's about leveraging blockchain. So well, only because right. the show is about blockchain. So I'm just asking how blockchain. I, the show is not about solving that problem, but I, no, I, I feel that. you. But I'm just saying, I was saying, I'm trying to take. I was just trying to take a scenario that from so a this, real thing that was a conversation okay. based on this mistrust, and I was saying based on what you were saying to me about the automation of the checks and balances in blockchain, would that be a scenario where I could leverage blockchain to solve that problem? Not, can that problem be solved? Because I understand we could all just put our names on a bank account. If if you're talking about, like, say, you know what, me, you, the the three of us, right? Yeah. Right? We're sitting there saying, you know what, we're going to start a project, man, and we're going to put money into this wallet. We're going to come up with some agreement, right? It, It might be a wallet that's made of three wallets, Right? Those hexadecimal and that is a long hexadecimal number, right? That represent your wallet on the blockchain. We can monitor that. You can set up alerts for that that wallet, right? There's a lot of things you can do to even access that wallet. And of course, it's going to be a hardware wallet associated with that. How you guys handle that? Do you need a two key safe, right? I mean, it's so it's so many ways you can handle that with blockchain, where you can say, you know what? Even though I can't stop you from stealing the money, if y'all collaborate against me, I'll have proof of what where y'all went with it. And the thing is, there's a whole slew of people that would love to hear about a case of somebody stealing something in crypto because people don't get away in crypto. They always find you. So it does solve the problem, but you have to also have your, also your agreements. You, you do have to solve certain problems, though. Back to Nanny's point. Like you, you are going to have to come up with some of the human element because ultimately the custody of it, the, the most secure thing about crypto is you can take it off the blockchain. You could put it somewhere. This, that's the safest way to do it. But that protocol has to be a human element. How are we all going to work together? You know, and, and a lot of these things that people misunderstand is, yes, you can make a lot of money building a project and doing all that. But, you know, when you work in technology or you hear about what it takes to work in technology, that's a whole set of disciplined skills that may not pan out for you. You might be you might have the best product ever. There's some great cryptocurrency projects that failed. In the last couple of months, and they had sound math. They were making billions of dollars. So the thing is, you have to remember that, you know, putting your money in a project and putting all the resources to build something versus investing in it and having the risk being more managed is something you may want to consider if you want to talk about making money in crypto. And it's a hard back. I don't know. I don't think from what David's saying, he's he's interested in making money. He was just saying, how can he leverage it? to solve his mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I, you know, I, that, am I accurate with that? Well, in that, in that scenario, 
you know, okay. in that scenario, based off of what you were saying in terms of automating the, um, I don't want to say the transaction, but yeah, being but, able to auto, automate that so it's not like that part of the human error. Like, well, if we can all go in and see hey. what's... You see, I mean, even if you look at that, that use case that you put, if you automate it, I mean, what exactly would be automating? Here's why I say so that. Maybe, maybe that's a bad use case. So no, I don't want to spend but, 20 minutes. I want to spend 20 minutes on that use case because I only got y'all for a certain amount of time. So that I, that could have just been a bad use case. Let's let's sure. let's move on. What's a DAO? A decentralized autonomous autonomous organization. Okay. So basically, a, the governance system that I mentioned earlier, when people vote on what happens on a on a on a blockchain, the protocols that handle that. And the organization that manages it manage that are going to be a certain percentage of token holders, right? So if this it depends on the blockchain, they can say you know the top forty token holders, forty percent of token holders are going to be the DAO, right? So the DAO is just making sure that there's liquidity to support all the smart contracts that go through the proposals and on a blockchain. So that's what a DAO is. Okay. It's okay. piggyback okay. on what, what Manny said. So he, what he just said, smart contracts, automation, organization. So essentially an organization made up of many smart contracts mm-hmm. that basically to the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the middle word, autonomous, it functions without a human interaction. It's all, it's pro- Think about if your favorite corporation was just a program and it just runs. If it, if it needs something to get done, it's all managed through a, a, a smart contract that was already predetermined. So yep. you can have a DAO hypothetically for, and Manny, jump in, jump in with me if I get, you can have a DAO for a vending machine, right? This, this sure. DAO uh, manages a vending machine. So what, what does that even mean? Okay, electronically, uh, back to the Oracle, meaning that something has to be messaged back the vending machine is empty. Automatically, it it, it, it sends out to some firm that replenishes it. The, a, a human being is no longer involved with the management of that organization. Their only function is to get signals when the vending machine is low or needs maintenance. Mm-hmm. It automatically has a bunch of preferred vendors that it sends out requests to fix something. They, you know, once the the signals come back, and this is a hypothetical situation, obviously, but once the signal come back that it's fixed, it pays them the money through the blockchain. But what happens is that organization is all managed through smart contracts. So then an example of certain coin holders voting in that DAO would be who to use as the vendors or what to put in the vending machine. So that's so that's a, that's that's a, that's a good point. So check this out. So the what makes it autonomous, like I said, it's about liquidity, making sure there's enough enough support in the the token supply to do whatever it needs to do, right? So it's certain res- reservations, you know, mathematically, but anybody can raise a proposal. And most blockchains, you if you own one token, you own less. You own point zero zero one of a token. You can go and raise a proposal. And say I, w- I want the, p- the blockchain to do this xyz now the thing is you have to realize people like to down crypto because they don't understand it but mind you when i tell you there are so many communities and people that take this stuff so like live and die by this stuff you're not going to be at the old punk those regular punk ass proposal out there it has to make sense it has to be thoroughly backed because people take this stuff real serious 
but anybody can raise a proposal on most blockchains and Man, anybody can vote on those. Yeah. Can you can you just explain to them? I, I get what you're saying with the proposal and how that can change the function of the DAO, but can you explain what that proposal whole concept actually means in 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 in, in reference to a DAO? What's right. a proposal? Right. So basically, if you're saying, you know what, I think the blockchain could be improved by, you know, creating more widgets when something happens, right? Or whatever the case may be. I want I want to create more more internet links on my IG based off of, you know, who wins the game tonight. You can do stuff like that. Literally, it doesn't matter, right? The 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 use case as as far as what motivates me to have a proposal could be something good or bad, doesn't matter. Right. Now, the thing is, put before the uh the whole the whole format, depending on the governance of the blockchain, right? They may have a certain present presentation layer. Say, you know, we have to pass a certain amount of votes here, certain amount of votes there. If it takes a certain amount of um, votes to execute a proposal, the DAO is going to be the one that determines that through voting, right? So they're going to say, you know, if this is something that oh no, Randy puts out, okay, if if forty uh, percent of ETH holders agree with him, then this will go through. Based on the liquidity available on a blockchain, that may change. It's it's on top. It takes care of itself. So it's always making sure there's a cushion to make sure the blockchain doesn't get crashed. So the thing is, if you think about all the the DeFi hacks, right, and all the hacks you hear about crypto, the issue is that these bridges, right, they're they're like code that's gonna they're a small contract that hasn't really been tested and proven, and most of the time they're not autonomous in the fashion in which it creates a liquidity event. In case something goes wrong with it, therefore they can exploit and hack and take money, take money out of blockchain. So that autonomous organization keeps things afloat for every proposal and every smart contract. Okay, okay, okay. So oh. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, man. No, I'm just saying. So, but in reference of like a DAO, mm-hmm. it's like the DAO itself because it's, it's autonomous, but people are behind it. Let's say like. Like like the the crypto holders like me and same with the proposal aspect, you can now vote to add additional functionality to the DAO or make certain decisions, right? That, that can't that yo you can definitely propose to make changes to the DAO is a hundred percent. Yes, and, sir. And, and so that that's part of the proposal process. So even though this entity is autonomous and it's running, it's doing what it's supposed to do, what it was set out to do. But like mm-hmm. anything, you may you may start as a user, right? That that actually has some ownership aspects. With, with, that, that has a stake in it you can say you know what this needs improvement so i'm going to now yes. put out a proposal so we can enhance it but the whole idea is after that work is done it's still automatically just doing stuff now and that's the whole aspect of the of the doubt at the, the decentralized autonomous organization and i um what's the state that adopted this I, I talked about it in my podcast like last year i don't know if it's not oh, I think it was Florida. I think Florida no, was the one. It's another one of these one of these spots in like the middle of middle America. Um, or you can pay Utah? your rent with it. Maybe it Utah? was. Maybe it was man. It's one of the one that, that allows you to pay your rent with crypto. You talking about that one? No, or the one that's big on Dow. Like they made Dow an, an official. Oh, um, it's not um, Iowa, is it? Yes, I think it I may mean, be. I think it was Iowa. They had like they have um. Oh, but they got shut down, bro. I'm pretty sure because really? it kept people kept people kept using. I think they registered the corporations and then they can register a DAO on their corporation using that state, using the address in that state, and they started shutting down on it. Yeah, I, 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 I know. Say, I was talking about it. Um, 
I remember this is months ago though, man. Damn, I remember that happening. Well, I know somewhere was creating like a whole decentralized, like they had bought land and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, um, I don't want to give. I don't. I don't like spitting the wrong information. Let's just be taped. Like, they can. They, they can. They can Google. They can Google it. Yeah, just That's Google what... it. Like, it was like <laughs> all local, they were. They were being real progressive with DAOs. It was like the first state to really fully adopt it and and make it part of their their law. Um, man, you put up a computer. You know, what I mean, I don't. I don't know if it's I or but it was like a whole thing. It was one of those states. I definitely oh, talked man. about it. Um, I talked about it. It was like a big deal back back then. One of my boys, man, one of the co-founders of my of my company was talking about doing it too. And and then we saw the news that they, they started cracking down on it. But uh, this was matter of fact, it was November. Well, November, December last year. Either way, Wyoming. yeah, I, I can't remember this date. Wyoming, Wyoming enacted the nation's first law to mention DAOs. Wyoming decentralized autonomous organization supplement, which was subsequently amended in March of this year. It was Wyoming. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They permit, uh, they, yeah, they permit decentralized autonomous organizations to incorporate and obtain legal status as a limited liability company under Wyoming's Limited Liability Company Act. That was the gotcha. thing because, you know, that's like, like, and that's huge if you think about it, right? Because we just talked yeah. about this autonomous organization, but now in Wyoming, it's recognized as a legal entity. So understand the power of that, Right. You got this corporation just it's it's just moving, it's moving. It has a bunch of holders, like like if Manny said, right, that, that have stake in it. A lot of and money, right. It's just automatically doing whatever it does, depending on your use case. You want to now improve it, boom, put a proposal out. If the members vote, say it's okay, it gets coded, gets paid, done. But the concept of that, and and I think it's important we really think about concepts, you know, especially your the approach you're coming from as a people understand concepts i wouldn't even say i mean you can learn like get deep into technology once you understand concepts then you can start saying well if they did this i have this use case right i have this problem to solve does it fit with my scenario and that's how you really start going on like the creative side to build these as you mentioned earlier these billion dollar companies and stuff i mean they're all built by trying to solve some problem and leveraging, you know, the, the necessary tools that are out there to solve it. And then they got adoption. So I think, and I, so I think that was the, that was the origin of my use case with the bank and the, you know, in the conversation we were yeah. having it was graduating to a space like that. So as we um begin to wind down, I guess we talked about blockchain, web three, we got into, you know, its use for crypto smart contracts. We talked about DAOs. Um, we briefly touched on NFTs as they relate to, um, you know, the blockchain. I don't want to delve all the way into NFTs. They're non-fungible tokens. I think most people kind of know what an NFT is at this point in time. But I do want to ask um, both of you guys just from a well one i guess back up why is this important why is what exactly just all of it blockchain web3 digital currency cryptocurrency why is this an, an important thing to know if i'm just someone who 
has a couple dollars in the bank, a couple more mm-hmm. dollars in my mattress. I'm going about my life. You know what it's, I mean? Why am I, why do I, I got to, even if I'm a little more sophisticated, I might have some money in the market. I might have a couple stocks. Why do I, why does any of this matter to me? Why can't I just go about doing what I do and not worry about it? I'll let, do I even need to worry about I'll it? I'll let Manny go first and then I'll, I'll come back. I know Manny, Manny's a lot more passionate about it. Like in terms of he's really like, you know, he has a couple, he has some real projects going on. So I'll let Manny go in and I'll come in. Nah, so basically, right, we're talking about um, just the perfect time and point in time to talk about the financial system, right? We're looking at the the different disparities and and you know different communities and classism to to you know to the point at which people now have starting to recognize that the the traditional finance system, traditional society, is not really um, working, right? It's not. And the thing is, we've already we've seen all these signs over time of different traditional systems eroding in front of us, right? Now, the biggest thing I would say is we're looking at a reset, right? They said a lot during that first that the first uh, couple months of the pandemic. We need a financial reset. It's going to be a reset, right? The Fed injecting all that money and then taking it out has made people look at the dollar and say, "Dang, man, now I got to pay seven dollars to get a loaf of bread." What is money for real? And then when I leave it in my savings account, I get 0.01% for the year, right? What is, you know, to me, I feel like as an investor, people that I just started, you know, I'm not, I'm not very years in an investing. I just started myself. This GameStop, you know, craze this, that came at the perfect time. People were starting to realize they can make money through investing. So I feel like if you're wise and you take a look at investment history, the internet boom in the 90s, that led up to the, the, the bust in the 2000s, right? That that made a lot of millionaires. They treated crypto just like they were treating the internet and technology stocks back then. I feel like this is a, a chance for anybody that wants to learn about what happened in, in, in history before and the value of being a long-term investor and could probably change their legacy. So, so, you're, so you're talking about bridging the economic divide. Hopefully. Okay. Why is it important? What happens is this, right? I just think as a people, we're always late to things. And I'm not saying necessarily crypto is the answer. Um, I have a belief in, if you're looking at crypto from a sense of finance, I think, and, 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 and having an asset, I think diversification is extremely important. Um, so, you know, I'm a fan, for instance, I like real estate. You know, I, I, I have a, you know, I love crypto when it's going up. I hate crypto when it's going down, <laughs> you know? So I think stocks are great. Stocks are great. The market, you know, the market's good. You look at your portfolio, but these are just, just, these are, these are, these are just different ways to invest. You have people in certain countries that their, their, their local currency is so volatile where you're taking barrels of whatever that currency is to literally buy a loaf of bread, right? So some people said, okay, you know what? I'm going to store my money in crypto. And it worked out for some people, right? Maybe they, they invested in Bitcoin early. Maybe they, they did that. For some other countries, they invested in something called, they did not invested, but they say, you know, I'm going to trade my currency in for a stable coin called Terra. All of a sudden, terror crashes. It's just completely annihilates. They they lost out. So 
you don't have, it's not a scenario where everybody wins. I just think why it's important is because it is various use cases that can be leveraged from it, right? It, you definitely see crazy volatility in the future. We know that, I mean, this is, this is not even speculation, right? Who knows where Bitcoin is going to be in the future Ethereum, but we know we do know governments are going to start moving toward digital currency. You see it happening globally. It's, the, the, the centralized bank, um, help me out, Manny, um, CBDC, centralized bank digital currency. Yep. Mo- most countries are looking into a way how to dish, how to make that digital because it's just for remittances and transfers. It's just cheaper. It makes sense. Now, that's not saying that, you know, no one's saying they're going to adopt Bitcoin. Like El Salvador, for instance, adopted Bitcoin in terms of using that as nationally. So some countries are saying that. Some countries are like, you know what? But, 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 but most are saying, how do we now create our own centralized um, CB, centralized bank digital currency? So like anything, right, the world is moving at even a more rapid pace. So I don't think, I think growing up, the biggest disservice to our community is that we are not taught finance. And I'm not talking about finance from a collegiate perspective where where you're going. No, basic finances, basic checks and balances. Like I've never, we didn't learn banking from a, a class. Nobody said, okay, this is how, to manage banking. This is what happened. No, you, you learn it outside, but we, we're, we're, but, but you still have to take random classes, but just life classes or no one, no one, me. So off the record, right? David and I are business partners. We've been investing in real estate since 2000. It's, it's on, it's on the record, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we, no, we've been investing in real estate, you know, right after, I think what happened was we graduated college and then the next year or so, we both bought our first homes, right? And then afterwards, we said, you know what? Let's 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 go get some more spots, you know. So just that. But who taught us that? We just we just two cats from Brooklyn who just said we're in this another we're in another city. We see what happened in Brooklyn in terms of how that real estate popped up. These things are cheap. Maybe we should cop, but. We never had formalized training in that. I mean, we lost a hell of a lot of money, obviously, but uh, not obviously, but we did, right? Because because we did we lacked formalized training. So I know I'm going on, but I'm 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 landing. No, 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 talk. No, no, go ahead. The reason why it's important is because why not learn this stuff? You should learn about every I think we should learn about every single asset class. You should learn about real estate, you should learn about how currency works, if possible. You should learn about um, crypto, and not only from a currency perspective, but a use case perspective. Because you never know where you might have a problem. You know, we, you know what? That's the, that's the like, like boom. I was I, yesterday. So some of my podcasts, I talk about the news and stuff like that. One of the things was um, music licensing on the crypto. Like, there's a company called Royal. Right. And Nas, Nas um, did some business with them and he, he put out an NFT and his song rare. I, I like rare. He, you can, if you bought that NFT, you could get on. Like, it's like all these things are happening and where Johnny come late. We just don't know. And, 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 you know, like what, what did pun say? You know, his goal was 
to know a lot while others know only a little like you know so it's just like why is this i just think it's this hesitate hesitation for us to just get the 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 like the outer layer like it's like after it's been done people came in and said it's almost like we're hungry right and we have to constantly wait for someone to go cook some food as opposed to you know, i'm going to the kitchen i see the wrong grease i'm gonna go cook that myself nah we nah, you know I, i'm not ready for that i'm gonna i'm gonna wait I'm, I'm, what are we waiting for like no nah, i don't know too much about uh raw meat all right so why not just learn it nah you know i'm, I'm good i'm just gonna wait till the chef comes in and cooks it and i'm gonna buy it retail that's how I look at all this stuff. So that's my soapbox, man. No, no, that's excellent. That's excellent. And you know what I mean? That's, that's the kind of, um, yeah, you know what I mean? That's exactly what, that's why I brought you guys on here. You know what I mean? Because like I said, it's one thing that a lot of the conversations are around avatars and, you know, um, you know, like Nike is getting into, the space now and so i'm gonna have this avatar mm. in the metaverse and he's gonna have jordans on and you know what i mean he's gonna have an amiri sweatshirt on and like i'm gonna I, i'm gonna be in the metaverse fresh to death with all of these they already got nike yeah. in the metaverse they that's what got- i'm saying nike already registered so i'm doing all and so it's just gonna be an extension of my consumer self in real in the real world inside of the metaverse and i'm just trying to give some education around like avoiding that because that like you said like we keep giving the powers that be the power to feed us which then gives them the power to starve us and so you know if it's if it's important for us to know about this and you know some people i know are from the from the um, state of mind that eventually it's going to replace the dollar and the dollar won't even exist. And, uh, and I'm not, I don't know that you guys are there. It doesn't strike me that you're there, but the point is it's serious enough to do the education and to learn about what this, what this is both, both from a um, investment standpoint. And if I'm hearing you Namdi, from a standpoint of learning how to earn it, as well so, so you, not just just a, a, buying but how can we earn it or how can we get inside the technology or the the the, the, the products that produce it in some sort of way shape or form as opposed to just kind of being late adapters and being on the back end of the whole thing has been created and now i mean i'm engaging in retail yeah, I'm not gonna hold you. Like right now, I don't personally have like Manny has a um an, an actual um blockchain project. That's not what I have currently going on in my situation. But um, I would say to the audience, right? And, and, and Manny, hop in if if you disagree. Technology labor globally has become more ubiquitous, meaning you have like the '90s to build something was a thing like you had to get like you know get people hands-on physically at your spot in your garage to you have to get your own servers you have to really like it and that's why i was so that's why to raise and to 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 really come up with a startup in the 90s took a lot of resources Mm -hmm. due to the 
economies of scale and over time, if we had an idea, right, but we didn't understand exactly how to build that idea, we can leverage global resources. We can leverage cloud technology. When I say cloud technology, it's just a difference between you because you know, everything has to live somewhere. Like you live in an apartment, your application has to live somewhere, right? You don't have to buy that server and put it in your house. You can go rent it from Amazon or, or Azure or, or Microsoft or whatever. So that's, that brings down your cost. You don't have to go hire Manny physically to come to your building to know you can go get a dev team somewhere else that they're, you know, right now, that you know, wherever <laughs> I see how long, hopefully it'll last a while, but let's say the dollar's high, you could get something for cheap and you can build this stuff, right? You mm-hmm. obviously might want to hire a consultant to help guide you through it. If you're not, if you're not familiar, you don't get jerked. But all I'm saying now is if you understand the general idea Right. And then you have an actual here's what here's what happens. You, you know what the the the, the um, people like me and Manny don't have that someone listening to this may have the actual physical. Yo, I've been doing this for the last two, three years, four years, and I have this problem in this scenario. I don't care if you have a problem in the beauty um, shop, if you're a salon owner, you're a barber, you're a. Whatever it is, I'm in the hood and yo, I've been rocking. I've been doing this, dealing with these people, and this is a problem, right? I don't have that expertise. I I need to hear you. Like, nah, you could go like, yo, you know what? If I had this, I could flip it this way. I don't know that. <laughs> and no one on our end knows that. You know that. That's your special, that's your crown jewel. Now you're saying to us, based on this scenario, right? Here's what I want to build. And we could go, oh, you know what? No, that makes sense. You put da, 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 da. And it, but what I'm saying is, you, you, so, but, but you have to, in order to have the conversation, you have a general idea of, you know, I understand this technology, high, high level, I understand this, this, this. You know, if I wanted to do this, and when you're talking to a, a person like me and Manny, you're like, you know, if I wanted to do this, how would that work? Like, can we connect the blockchain? What's a DAO? You know, I, I heard about the decentralized organization. How would that work here? And we go like, oh, you know, that's interesting. But then you have the use case. And what happened is in our community, there are tens, is a lot of use cases that are right now being done manually, hand-to-hand, manually, tons of use cases. And when, you know, you said earlier, uh, the, the, the powers that be or whoever, what, what they want, they're like, oh, word, that's popping? Huh, tell me more about that. <laughs> oh, really? That's what you guys want? Okay, thank you. And then they, they, they say, okay, now I'm going to take that. I'm going to go in the kitchen, whip it up. Here, use it that way. You're like, you know what? It's cool, but there's some. It's not perfect. But I'll take it. Oh no, give us your feedback. We'll we'll make it perfect for you. And more of your people gonna use it. Oh, that's dope. All right, cool. And all of a sudden, they're a billion dollar company. That's that's the game, bro. Word, <laughs> word. So I mean, yeah, it sounds like use your use your practical use your everyday. Business, life in general, whatever you got going on, find problems find and then find problems. solutions That's to those problems. That's all technology is. You and your peoples are having. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's your crown jewel. And, that's all, and that's all technology do. is, you know. Well, man, if you make it, you get paid off well, of it. Well, you know? and, well, that's the importance of, of things like this. You understand? Because 
there's people now who know that you guys can be leveraged for something. Whereas, you know what I mean? Before we may think of these things as like, yeah, I can't, I don't fool with none of that stuff, man. That's like way over my head. And there's nobody who, who, you know, who might know how to lace his Tim's properly, who knows about this as well. Right? Like we don't connect those, those worlds enough. We think like, okay, um, I have no access to anyone who could even think like that. Where it's like, no, there's brothers that come from the same environments that we all come from who are seasoned in this world, who understand this world, who, if they were connected to the folks who had a problem, like you said, like I know of a problem that can be solved leveraging this technology. I don't know anything about the technology enough to know that I can leverage right, it. That's and you may right. not know anything about this practical use case that, and we, if we can connect these things together, then we can make, you know, things happen. So the education, cause I was going to say, you know, what's step one, if I wanted to learn about these things, but what I want to do is pivot from that and say, both of you brothers have shows. Um, Nam, do you have the tech behind FinTech? My brother has Keep It Crypto. Talk to me about these programs, um, what is generally discussed in these programs, and how uh, my audience can and should take advantage of your programs to just learn more about this entire world. You, you want to go first, Manny, or you want me to go first? So um, the Tech Behind FinTech, you can visit us at thetechbehindfintech.com. Real, 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 real straightforward. Um, the tech, techbehindfintech.com. And I like to say our show is about the technology that powers the money. I mean, you have a lot of shows on finance, a lot of shows on, you know, my, we our goal of the show is what is the technology and who are the people behind behind that? Um, behind the money, exactly. You know, so you know, we 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 just did our eighty third episode, and you know, on weeks where we um don't have guests, I I talk about the current news of that week, um, what's going on, like you know, to to relate it to our conversation. Yesterday, I brought up the conversation about music. Like, it was a good article on on music licensing on the blockchain and what Nas did with Royal and how he had the NFT with Rare. And I might, and I might talk about some security um, 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 stuff too, because my background's mainly in security. Um, and, you know, from various things from actual, like, 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 you know, FinTech companies, some of the things they're going through was a breach um, to, to things around the blockchain industry and how a company like, um, Celsius basically locked withdrawals and, 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 and they just laid off, you know, 150 people and, and, mm -hmm. and Voyager just filed for bankruptcy because of a three, um, what three arrow, um, three, this hedge fund owes them 650 million. So I talk about things like that. You might be like, the hell is all that, which is fine. Right. But it's just, I, I, if the information is out there and I might say, you know, this is how I break it down in my spin on it. This is what's going on now. You know, even if I'm a firm believer now, it, it's like some information gets planted in your subconscious. So as I'm talking about this thing, now you hear it somewhere else. It, it might be a little bit more familiar to, to you on, on, on other um, weeks. I have guests, like I have Manny on and we talked about blockchain and just went in. So I look at different, um, um, topics around um, financial technology and finance, and I bring interesting guests on. We, we chop it up, or 
other weeks I just I'm solo and I talk about the news. And like I said, um, every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we, we stream live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch and um, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch and Facebook. And then our platform that we use, that's an integrate with Instagram. So on the side, I have an Instagram, um, my camera going with my phone doing an Instagram live, you know, just to get, you know, but, but if you, but you can't, so we, we post like screenshots and, and slides. You can't see it on Instagram. So you just have to go to the tech behind FinTech, our website, and you'll see it live there. So thanks for the plug, bro. Ah, of course. Yeah, man. So um, I guess you know, the show Keep It Crypto focuses on having a dialogue that are based around current crypto events that tie back into learning one-on-one fundamentals, right? So we always try to have the, this is why this is important. Here's an article. And then normally we do have a main topic. So the main topic is normally, like I said, it's, it's something that makes you understand, or at least we try to make sure that our audience has a better idea of what takes place in the crypto space and how it's important, how to leverage it and stuff like that. Um, so the perspective of the show is kind of interesting because we have my man Rashid. He has been an investor for uh, probably the longest out of everybody that's in, that's down with the crew. Um, he, he has a lot of experience with regular investing and multi, multi, you know, like he's, he's made money, you know what I'm saying? But um, then we have a man, Omari, who by trade is a, a business analyst. He's a software developer, and he's also an investor in other ways. And, you know, he has an economic you know, degree. So he has a whole different perspective as far as macro and far as, you know, the, the technology behind blockchain. Then we have Sine. Sine is a traditional um, investor in a lot of ways, messing with the regular markets, but she also messes with crypto too. But she's done, you know, stuff like traders and, you know, she's, she, you know, big on technical analysis and stuff like that. And me, I'm just more of a security dude, and you know, I'm a I'm a, I'm a novice investor. Like right? I'm the youngest investor on my on my team, and um, but I've taken it more. I guess I've been I just dove right in when I got in, and now you know I just try to start stimulating conversations amongst us, and then we always end up with topics to talk about it. So that's Keep It Crypto. We're on all streaming platforms. Keep It Crypto to spell all regular words, nothing crazy, and um, we're Keep It Crypto Pod on IG. And we got uh, a couple things coming, but right now that's where you can find us. Talk about metalism too, man. So metalism is a also metalism is a corporation, is a company, um, but it's also a software, right? So the software is going to have um, two main functions. One function is going to be the investor platform, and then the other is going to be a research platform. They're going to be looking. They're going to look the same in a way, but investors and researchers will have different features based off of you know whatever they they choose to use so basically if you're not familiar with and maybe you guys are the uh, bloomberg terminal right um when investors or traders want to get real-time news they want to see what's going on in the markets they want to see you know set signals for certain prices on certain you know commodities or equities um there's a lot of plugins and a lot of data fees in there so we want to create that for crypto Right. So not only can you log in and do research and, and keep the date up to date on your portfolio, set up alerts on what you are interested in investing in, in crypto. Uh, you can also delve into new projects. Uh, we're looking at, you know, having, you know, forums and ways to interact in the community on the app as well. And, uh, you know, we have a few developers working on that. We are um, looking to do beta by the end of the year. And, uh, you know, 
metalism.io that's m-t-l-l-s-i-m.io you can sign up you'll be notified when it's time to uh, test out the beta so you so you'll be able to purchase crypto on there as well so we will get to that point eventually right now that's not our main focus okay yeah. okay so you said the research side and the other and the other the side was platform. for yeah, the investor the, platform that's what i was trying to so what's the investor platform? So the investor platform is when you can log in, like uh, say, like you like CoinGecko, right? You set your own your own profile, your own portfolio. Then you can put in your buy targets when you brought it, when you know at what price, right? And really track your portfolio, right? Gotcha. And as gotcha. you, yeah. So it's a lot more to it, but you know, in just that's what it is. Gotcha, gotcha. And you're an owner as well, Nabby. Talk about um, strategic generation, um, what you got going on. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. Um strategic generation we're a, a, a it um, information technology solutions firm we specialize in cybersecurity, um cyber security as, as assessments like SOC 2 we work mainly for fintech and insurance um, companies um and we also um work with uh you know looking securing your development um pipeline like a lot of people you know on, on that note you know, a lot of these applications are not secure because they, they're using, you know, they have malicious code in their supply chain, their open source library. So just looking at overall release process and securing it. And once again, um, knocking out assessments, um, you know, if for certain fintech firms, you need, uh, well, you don't need this, but it, it works to your benefit when you have like a, a SOC 2 compliant that, that essentially is an assessment done by an independent auditor. So we have an automated process that um, helps you achieve that goal. And we're working with insurance companies to set up the information security program. So that's what um, Strategic Generation does in a nutshell. All right, word. So, I mean, I'm going to grab some last thoughts just on the, um, the conversation. Any um, things you want to impart? on the audience, but I wanted to say, you know, from a personal note, man, super proud of you brothers, um, standing in this space, uh, being independent, being entrepreneurs in this space. I know there's some, you know, we all getting money from where we got to get our money from to pay our bills, but, um, to see you guys making moves, uh, from an ownership standpoint is, uh, super dope, man. And you know what I mean? I think you're an example for uh our community to see that you know it can be done from where we come from so salute to both of you gentlemen and um whoever wants to give last words final um tips instructions anything you want to impart uh on the audience before we get up out of here yeah number one man thanks for having me man salute to you and you know what i'm saying salute nanny for putting us you know putting us in contact and uh i will say this man this is one thing that you have to understand if you want to make a change in your life right no matter what it is you got to stick to it you got to take yourself serious whether it's investments whether it's not talking to the girl no more whether it's you know not not smoking no more it doesn't matter what it is you got to take yourself serious f what everybody else saying man because to invest in crypto to start your own business to to wear your pants away somebody don't want you you're gonna hear mad shit people gonna keep telling you can't do something and you're gonna listen to them or you're not gonna listen to them if you want to make a change, it's not what nobody else got to say. So I say if you want to invest in this shit and really change your mind or, or, or crypto or change your mind on, you know, how you, how you look when you leave the house, it's up to you. That's all I got to say about that, man. Peace. Uh, yeah, to echo what Manny said, you know, 
thank you very much for having me on the show, having us on the show. Uh, appreciate you for bringing this conversation to fruition. Like, I think it's a good conversation to have. I think it can go in many different directions. Um, I am big on our people building wealth. So we're talking about blockchain. We're talking about crypto. It's not the only ways to build wealth. In general, come up with a plan to build wealth. And it's not necessarily a lot of short-term get rich. No, it could be a long-term strategy. No, no scratch-offs? No scratch-offs? Look, I mean, if you believe in that, that's fine. Um, you know, I mean, I, I know, I know, I, funny story, man, my, my best friend growing up, his, his like, his, his peoples used to, used to dedicate a portion of her check towards the lotto. And, you know, I had a 10, I had a $10 scratch off budget every week back in so, the days. Bro. Listen, man, For look, sure. <laughs> I don't want to knock anybody. Look, like, like, I like what, what, what Jay said, man. Yeah. We all from the hood. Only difference we go back. So I see it. You know what I mean? Like I see it. I'm just saying like, Let's just let's just get into a wealth conversation. And sometimes when we start talking about a wealth conversation, sacrifices have to be made. And so you might not have the latest Air Ones or the Jordans. I mean, I don't remember the last time I cop like I cop some kicks from Amazon for running that was like literally thirty dollars. It's like bootleg stuff that probably in high school I wouldn't be caught dead in. But you know, look, I'm not necessarily where I want to be, but I'm a lot better than where I was. So I know I could afford certain certain things, but that doesn't mean I'm getting it because it's just like, what are we doing right now? Like we're talking about making really other companies wealthy off of our back. So let's build wealth. Let's be more financially sound. I mean, you know, like sometimes when we, we rock in certain drip and look in certain ways, who are you really doing that for? You know what I mean? Like let's let's get back into our own self-esteem and and what 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 really matters, you know, you know, like like I, I'm gonna harp back on real estate. I mean, me and Shane, you know, the, the craziest thing sometimes in certain areas you run into, you might you might see a house. I mean, I remember back in the days, you may see a house going for like thirty, forty k. You run up in there, the owners like, yo, don't tell the tenants how much it's going for. The tenants are paying like five hundred, six hundred dollar rent, and you and I'm sitting there paying the mortgage, paying the mortgage, and I'm sitting back as a young kid thinking, "Wow, like if y'all just all pull y'all money together, y'all can buy it. Why am I here looking to invest in and keep you as tenants?" So you know, and that's just and and you could take that example and apply it to so many other things. Like let's 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 try to think like how do we move from being tenants to owners. On, on, on different aspects of our life and let's build wealth and think about long-term solutions to do that. And let's not sometimes waste our time, energy, thinking about what the other person thinks of us in terms of because of what we have on, what jewels we have, what car we drive. None of that makes a difference in the grand scheme of things. If you can't bag shorty because you, you have game off jump, you need X and Y to bag her, Son, you're getting, you're off, my guy. You're off. I'm sorry. Like, I hate to tell you, you're off. You know what I mean? And, you know, so I don't even, and I'm not going to get on my, my, my soapbox on that because then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start sounding like these internet cats who talk about men and why. I don't want to do, I don't want to go in that direction. All I'm saying is let's just really think about building wealth, not just sh short-term quick hustle hits, 
foundational stuff that we could pass on to the next generation and we can get, cause you know, look, recessions are coming, economy's crazy. And you just like having a diversified way to bring in revenue. is just, it's just key. So that may take learning new stuff. So last thing, YouTube is a wonderful thing. I go in, yeah. I have yeah. problems in technology. I go on, I Google and I'll watch a YouTube video. If you want to get deeper, I love this site called Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y. Because you have people that are in certain fields making courses about finance, about crypto, about security. And you could just go on and say, you know what, I want to pay $20 for a course and I want to learn this stuff because it, it, I can then maybe a way to leverage it. And there's various sites that do that and there's various things. Last thing for young brothers, young sisters, the technology field is a win. If you can, you know, you might not even need to go to college in some cases. You might get certifications and get in, but get this. You might go, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really, I don't have that much of an aptitude for it. Look, you can learn it, right? And then guess what happens? If, if you're in a situation space where you're getting paid hourly, like somewhere around minimum wage, and you could put yourself in a situation where now you can 10X that, guess what happens? If you can still live, like, you're making a little bit of month minimum. Take that other money, invest it, build your foundation, make help your family get a come up. So I could, you know, for Manny, I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I know for me also, technology changed my life, man. So absolutely, absolutely. I know brothers that I helped in terms of just like like with the mentorship, encouragement, and they'll say that they'll come on and be like, "Yo, technology changed my life." And you have situations now where you're seeing people winning off of that. But my whole thing is now. Let's say you went from making 30K to 100K. Can you live on 50K now? Take that other 50, change the situation, whether it's some stocks, whether it's real estate, you get, you know, then you start, then you do that for a few years, long term, 10, 15 years out, 20 years out, you know, um, you change the dynamics of the conversation in your life. That's it. That's it, bro. I mean, because the next question was going to be any educational uh, resources, but I think you gave it right there. I mean, you know, YouTube University, um, <laughs> Udemy, yeah. uh, Google University, it may just start with a what is an NFT. No, and I'll say mean? this and one thing I will say if you want to talk about selecting education, I'll say this. Just because you want to learn something and you find a resource that doesn't quite resonate with you doesn't mean that it's not for you. You might need a different resource. Feel That's free to fact. go to a different website, go to a different YouTube channel. That's I mean, a fact. Go to somebody, go ask people. Find different somebody who speaks in your ways. voice. If you feel Work. that passion, and that's what I'm saying, don't let nobody deter you. You sit on that shit. Yeah, I'm on, look, man, you might want, you might, one channel might work one day, the next day it's not resonating. But guess what? If you want to learn that information, it's out there. Understand your learning style and find out who resonates with that and then, man, keep trucking. Yeah, that's a fact. Appreciate you, brothers. This is this was a dope conversation. Um, as I learn more, I definitely gotta bring you guys back. You know what I mean to check Absolutely. in and have, you know what I mean, have more developed conversations. Uh, but I think this was a great start. Uh, yep, this is Trom Diggs, David Shanks, man. This was major journalism. Appreciate the brothers again. Stay tuned. Salute.